Hello, truthers and conspiracy junkies to another episode of White Rabbit. I am your host, Catalyst Jones. And today we have on one of my good buddies, Noel Rodriguez, a.k.a. The Tank. You might have known him from Whiskey Beer and Conspiracies. You might know him from some episodes that we've done back in the day because he's definitely come on and dropped the hammer. So, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce you to one of my favorite people in the game, Noel Rodriguez. How in the heck are you, brother? Thank you, thank you, thank you, White Rabbit, Catalyst. As always, it is an honor to be on the show today, my brother. Thank you very much, and I hope you are well. I'm doing great, man. I have this pad. I loaded this pad weeks ago because I was like, I know I'm going to have on Noel again. I'm going to play this. It's extremely racist. It's extremely offensive, but I don't care. Right up my alley. Scanning for Mexicans. We've got a Mexican. Bingo. There he is. Noel Rodriguez is in. <laughs> I didn't get banned from Instagram for uh, posting that same sound effect last week. Did so you really? No, no, no. I didn't. I didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> that would have been hilarious if you did. I was like, dude, because I remember telling you a few weeks ago, I was like, I loaded a sound just for when you come on. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. I love it. I love it. So, brother, man, there's been a lot of crazy things going on. And how long ago was it? Maybe seven months ago now, the eight, seven or eight months ago, we did an extremely deep dive into Project Bluebeam. And now that all the dumpster fires uh, going on around the world and we're shooting down, the, you know, these UFOs, supposedly, and everybody's starting to do blue beam shows and i just heard ryan dean because i was listening to his today and i and he was like nobody's going that deep and i was like what well, hang on a second brother did you listen to our three hour deep dive because i don't think that any, i don't think that anybody has gone that deep but a lot of things are transpiring and i feel like it's a good subject to retouch on maybe we can hit on some things that we didn't and uh you know like you said uh touch on some of the things that we did go over in the last episode because i don't know if you were aware of this but white rabbit is we have like quadruple the listeners that we had when we did that show back then so this is going to be new to some people so that's pretty awesome I'm, I'm really looking forward to it um 
Where do you want to start with this, brother? Great question. Great question. And thank you for that introduction, my brother. The episode that we did on Project Blue Beam actually tied in a broader aspect of holography and the study of holography, the evolution of holography, who the pioneers were. And the reason why we wanted to begin uh, that report on Project Blue Beam by going into the history of holography is simply because, again, to highlight that evolution, which has been insane. We're talking within the course of 50 to 60 years, we've gone uh, light years ahead of um, where I believe we normally would have been without some kind of divine uh, help or intervention there in terms of um, holography and uh, just making people see shit that's not there. And so um, that report that we did was hard hitting because, again, it outlined uh, a lot of what we see in terms of basic holography today, like the uh, emblem on a credit card and things like that. And uh, to now we're seeing concerts where they have 70 foot whales floating in the sky where they're able to project artists that have been dead for, you know, 30, 40, 50 years. And now they're headlining rock concerts. So the uh, evolution of holography and um, being able to create these uh, illusions that people cannot differentiate from reality um, has just been insane, my brother. And so how does that tie into UFOs? Well, uh, Project Blue Beam um, was exposed uh, back in the 90s, I believe in 1994, uh, by a journalist, investigative journalist by the name of Sergei Monast. And for the listeners of The White Rabbit that haven't learned this yet from any of the prior episodes, um, Sergei Monas mysteriously died shortly after exposing Project Blue Beam. And uh, his work was groundbreaking. His work was hard hitting. And um, if it weren't for him, none of us uh, would be able to even bring up this subject, broach the subject, uh, make the connections or talk about Project Blue Beam. And uh, Project Blue Beam is or was NASA's go-to project for helping to usher in global totalitarianism, uh, one world government. And uh, they were gonna do this by projecting these vast images in the sky, um, either of an alien invasion or the second coming of Christ or whatever uh, God a particular area worships. For example, the Middle East would see a huge mirage of Allah. Um, you, uh, the the people who follow Buddhism would see Buddha, you know, uh, obviously followers of Christianity would see Jesus Christ and so on and so forth. So Project Blue Beam uh, is basically um, the push to control people by convincing them that what they see is real. And those of us in the truth of community believe that this vast array of low Earth orbit satellites are simply to um, blind us from what's further up. And that's that firmament up there that we can't get past. Yes, sir. It definitely is. And uh, I have a new theory that uh, ties in with Project Bluebeam. And I I think that we're not going to see an alien. Well, I didn't think that we were going to see an alien invasion. But now with all this alien talk and, and we're supposedly shooting down these uh, UFOs and stuff, it's quite possible. But uh, I was I was on like a three month trip there where I was thinking that Bluebeam might actually be a faked uh, nuclear attack. Mm. 
Well, it's it's interesting that you say that, my brother, because shortly after we did the Project Blue Beam video, if you remember, we started to see states that came with their own nuclear preparedness videos. I think the first two that we saw was one from New York, a very eerie video from New York, as well as one from California. So, um, you know, good, good pointing that out there. Yeah, and the California thing was really weird, too, because they made it like it was almost like a music video with... The- Oh man, that man. I gotta get rid of that somehow. Hang on one second. Sure. <laughs> what Megan Hall do? Check, check. Got you. I'm, Not gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to deal with that black talk. That is horrible. Okay. Um, Okay, so the California thing came out as like a music video, and it was basically saying, uh, stay in your house and watch the news for what to do during this nuclear attack. Now, I feel like they could pick out uh, an area where nobody really knows about because there is a lot of land in California that isn't inhabited, believe it or not, and they could actually maybe even build a fake town, blow the shit up, and then be like, yo, this is our nuclear attack. Nobody come outside. There's radiation, blah, 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 blah. When in reality, there isn't any of that going on. Catalyst, it's interesting that you say that, my brother. Um, I watched a video that was uploaded by another friend of mine in the Truth of Community that highlighted a mysterious abandoned town in the state of California um, that despite it being abandoned with fully fabricated homes and and, uh, even what looks like storefronts, um, it's fenced around and it's guarded by security. You can't enter this place. And so immediately as I'm watching the video, and he's kind of highlighting the peculiarities about this location. The first thing that I thought was, wow, wouldn't it be crazy if areas like this are made and cordoned off so that no one can enter and that area is then used as like a staging area for fake events where they could say, look at all these you know, homes that look like homes that are our next door neighbors that are all decimated now and, and damaged and blown out or whatever. I mean, um, you know. It, it's incredible to think that uh, Operation Northwoods, um, you know, may have never s- stopped. <laughs> they kept going. Oh, for sure. A lot of these things that we thought had stopped are still going on full full force. You know, like they said that the CIA uh, shut down uh, MK Ultra a long time ago, and they might have they might have shut down the project that was called MK Ultra, but they just uh, revamped it and. Maybe they're calling it something different now. I mean, we're on a whole new scale of MK, MK Ultra right now. And we saw that Hell with yeah. the brainwashing of COVID and people running out to get this experimental death jab that they had no idea what it was going to do to them. And that's all part of MK Ultra. We've been Absolutely. going through If you're a fucking globetard, then you're MK Ultra. Pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, the modicum to advance the agenda is CNN and the mainstream media and every other news outlet that has people literally hopping from one foot to the next, trying to figure out what's going on rather than trying to tune out the signal. uh, uh, I'm sorry, tune out the noise and focus on the signal. So I think that's where we are now. It's a tough, tough time. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and cut this part out. I'm going to ask you, uh, can you wait, is it gone now? It's gone now. Oh, no, it's not gone. I was wondering, can you turn down 
my vocals coming to you? Because I think that's what I'm hearing is me on your end. Okay, so if I go to audio, would I, how would I be able to do that? Oh, I just meant on your actual computer right now. Because I don't think I'm actually hearing you from your earbuds. I think I'm hearing you from your computer. Mm. What about now? Did we make any any difference? Check, check, Mike. One, two, one, two. Loud and clear. Check, check. We're good. Let's go. Oh, my God. As soon as I said that, now I'm hearing me again. You know what? I'm just going to deal with it. It is what it is. <clears throat> I wish I could just start this over. My bad, brother. No, apologies, my friend. Apologies. I'm uh, lacking in the sophisticated equipment arena. No, it's all good. It's weird, though, because I've done shows with people that are just using their phone, and I don't get this feedback, so it's weird. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and I'm going to do something real quick so I know where to cut. Uh Okay. We're good. So, um, okay. We're back guys. Sorry about that. Uh, so you were just telling me that we have, uh, the, the city in California, a city or a town that's actually abandoned or was it, we don't even know if it was ever actually occupied. Do we? Agreed. Agreed. So according to uh, the video, which again, I'll find all the information. Hopefully you can uh, uh, post this up and we'll reshare. But another friend of ours within the truth of community uh, posted this video highlighting. Uh, I mean, this is a huge it's like a subdivision. I mean, we're, we're, we're talking nearly 100 homes um, and it looks like a neighborhood where everybody just got up and left. However, Unlike any other abandoned neighborhood that you may see in some rural part of the country, this one's all fenced in and it's guarded 24-7 by security. If you try to get in there, they'll likely shoot you dead. And again, this is in California. And it just goes to, you know, ask questions of why, you know, um, when you start to connect seemingly unrelated events, then even something as seemingly insignificant as some abandoned neighborhood out in the desert of California um, starts to take on a whole new meaning, a whole new look. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, it, it's it's scary because I feel like they definitely have the technology to be able to pull this off. Uh, they have. You know, we have these derailments going on, which makes me think uh, that they could possibly do the same type of a thing. Uh, they're, you know, releasing chemicals into the sky and they can totally go along with this um, with this blue beam plan as in far as nukes go. But this is all just speculation. But uh, like you said, they, they do have these towns. It's nothing to be like just to build a town in the middle of nowhere, de demolish it. And then, you know, people are people. So they can pay people mm -hmm. to be like, oh, my brother is dead. He used to live there. They'll have all these crisis actors like, oh, my aunt, Mary, blah, 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 blah. You know, so like it's going to be totally believable. And then mm -hmm. you can actually get in your car and drive and be like, oh, shit, there it is. Like it's totally devastated. And, you know, 
uh, ruins. Uh, I don't see that being out of the realm of possibilities. However, what in the heck are we seeing right now, bro? Is this it? Like, is this the craziest time to live in, or what? We got UFOs being shot out of the sky, supposedly. We got uh, satellites, aka weather balloons, coming in from China. Spy balloons. Uh, it's totally not uh, not in the cards. I don't give a crap what anybody says. A, a balloon did not come all the way from China, and then. Uh, make it all the way through that airspace or whatever. It was a United States balloon. I don't care what anybody mm-hmm. sees. That was a United States balloon because if Joe Biden is in office or not, we would not let anything occupy United States airspace without uh, without repercussions, especially for days. 110% right, brother. You said it. I mean, you said it. There's, there's absolutely no refuting that whatsoever. Um, so you asked, what the hell are we seeing? And that's a great question. All of us across America are asking the same thing. However, obviously, we have uh, the truth of community that knows that this is something of a huge distraction. Um, This is meant to have us look at the look at now look at the sky and now look at the balloons um, instead of the proof of massive human experimentation of corruption at the toppest level uh, at the toppest. (laughs) At the, at the highest, at the highest level of the American government, um, you're talking real collusion between um, high-ranking members of the American government and hostile foreign nations. Treason. Um, I mean, what's going on right now is simply mind-blowing. When you really try to focus on again what may be seemingly unrelated events, I mean, uh, catalyst with the derailments. Um, you know, happening within days of each other. I think uh, they were three in quick, uh, quick succession. Um, the factory fires, uh, we had one in Detroit, we had one in Kissimmee, Florida, um, the food processing plants that are going up in flames. I mean, if you take a step back and zoom out, this would look like a nation under attack. Uh, this, this would look like almost like a tit for tat. Everything that, that we do overseas that can be tied back to members of our government and, and sanctioned orders, I feel like something is happening to us. Um, we destroy a, a neighborhood um, and kill humanitarian aid workers in Syria, then we have a contamination of a water pipeline here. Um, we stop shipments of aid uh, from one country to the next overseas, and then suddenly we have uh, someone hacking into critical infrastructure in this country. It's, it's been going on at such a rapid pace um, that I, I think they're trying to throw everything but the kitchen sink at us in terms of distractions. You're absolutely right. Um, this may be one of our own um, Intel satellite balloons that they shot down. I mean, we've had balloons up there 60,000 feet for the last three or four years consecutively, you know, that 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 come down um, for... Uh, uh, brief maintenance, and then they shoot them back up there 60,000 feet, 20,000 feet and better above commercial airlines. They're always up there collecting data from you and I every single day. And so now all of a sudden we get this balloon that's supposed to make this uh, transnational trek and then get stopped only after it's seen halfway across the fucking country and then shot down once it gets 
to the other end of the other half of the country. I mean, right. uh, See, and that doesn't make any sense either, because if they're gathering intel, we're just going to let them finish what they're doing and then shoot it down once they're done. Like, come on, give me a fucking break. This none of none of the mainstream uh, script on this makes any sense to people that have two brain cells that they can rub together. Yeah, I mean, you, you have to watch Monkey Works USA. And I love to plug that guy in and, you know, kind of send traffic his way simply because I have found no other person that can give such a clear, concise and um, direct understanding of what's happening in the skies 24-7. I mean, Monkey Works monitors the skies every single day and gives such a, a good analysis visually. You know, nine times out of 10, it's live visualizations and he's tracking everything that's moving in the sky and then tying that into certain things in history, um, going into the Wayback Machine and finding other pieces of information to corroborate certain uh, theories that he comes up with just by watching the sky. And so, you know, for a guy like myself that found somebody like Monkey Works and watching him for, for a year, it's just like you said, to now hear what the mainstream narrative is it's like it's bullshit it goes against everything that i've learned <laughs> that that i've you know picked up from a professional from a former military pilot that literally studies the skies every single day yeah isn't that the same guy that was reporting uh when joe biden was first uh supposedly in office how there was no air force one call sign on any plane that he got on Absolutely right. Absolutely right. And Monkey Works still to this day is pointing out inconsistencies and peculiarities in all the flight patterns and, and flight destinations from the White House. He's he's still pointing that out now today. I wonder if this guy's paying attention to the flight patterns and everything so much if he's a flat earther, if he's one of those that has figured out that the flight patterns don't make sense if we live on a globe. <laughs> You know what? That is a great question. And in the, the almost two years that I've been following the guy, I haven't heard him mention anything by way of the flurf. He might not want to because he doesn't want to be discredited, right? Because even though a lot of people that give it credit will not talk about it because that they, they're they scared that it's going to immediately discredit anything else that they talk about. Me, Very I don't true. give a shit. That's my truth, so that's what I'm going to speak. If that if my flatter stuff discredits anything else that I say, then that just doesn't make any sense. But hey, it is what it is. Very true, my friend. Very true. So how are they tying this in or do you think that they're tying this in to the ramp up of a project Bluebeam? Is that a possibility? Is that what we're watching right now? Um, certainly. And, and I believe that um, they may have pivoted from the original uh, plan or strategy of Project Bluebeam. So at some point or another, they wanted to use um, weather modification to cause these earthquakes and these earthquakes in um, strategic uh, historical areas of the world would reveal um, old artifacts that they claim would totally rewrite uh, history. And it would cause people to um, question uh, their faith and the origins of what they believe to be true. And at that point, an antichrist would be ushered in, which obviously would be someone picked and chosen by the globalists who only owe their allegiance to Satan. And uh, this antichrist would then um, bring the world uh, together, uh, claiming that religion caused brother to go against brother and that we've all been confused. And that if we follow his idea of one world unity, one world government, one world control, then we can uh, live in peace and harmony. That was basically the broad scope 
um, as Sergei Monas exposed it. Now, I believe that they may have pivoted, and I can't say for sure in what direction they may want to go, but I do believe that simply confusing the masses by showing this group of people uh, um, this phenomena and having this group of people focused on this type of phenomena and having so much confusion that people after a while are begging, begging for something to follow, begging for some kind of understanding, begging for someone to say, look, this is what it is. This is what we're seeing. This is where we are. And this is what we should do. And that's when yeah. big government and big brother come in and give you the instructions. Yeah. And, you know, I like how when he came out and he was talking about Project Blue Beam, he was he was really in depth about New World Order and what their ultimate goal is and why they're going to use Project Blue Beam to implement this. And, and ultimately, the people that don't um, that don't renounce God as their true God are going to be the slaves of the people in the new world order, right? Or either that, or they're just going to be killed off. You are going to have to renounce Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior is what their, their main goal is. So if you're able to project something into the sky that is completely believable, like even if you are a conspiracy theorist or a red pilled person and you know, what's coming, you're going to look up in the sky and see this and you yourself are going to be like, Oh shit. It's going to be very difficult to decipher uh, fact from fiction. It's going to be uh, one of those things where you're like, Holy cow, we were wrong. There's aliens here or the other way around, or it's going to be a, the coming of Christ. I don't think it's going to be that there's way too many religions across the world, especially in the United States where we're just a melting pot. You're not going to be able to show Buddha, uh, and Jesus and all these other people, it's just not going to happen. I think that the alien invasion is the best way to do it and or a nuclear attack. And it seems like they're leaning towards the alien invasion thing with what we're seeing right now. Because like you said, these balloons have been in the sky for how many years now? It's not, uh, this is not a new thing, you know? And then now Joe Biden getting this pushback because it took them so long to shoot this thing down. So now they're just shooting down random things all across the world just to say, oh, we're on top of it. We're shooting these things down, you know, and in reality, these are these are man-made things that have been around forever. Well, uh, since you mentioned uh, Beijing Biden, all I want to say is he's not calling the shots by any means. He has to his decisions go through his handlers and therefore his handlers are the decision makers, but we, we can get into that in another episode. Um, I can't. Dumb. Stupid. Crazy. Dangerous. Stinks. <laughs> hey everyone. I'm Jill Biden's husband. <clears throat> Perfect. Perfect. From now on, uh, cat, when I say play the clip, that's the one I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and th- this I'm guy Joe Biden's has- husband. <laughs> oh God! I don't this- think that Joe Biden is. You know, I've done episodes on it. The guy that we see is not Joe Biden. I don't give. I don't. I don't give it any uh, water to hold at all. That the person we're seeing in front of the the multiple people that we see in front of the camera is not Joe. Not none of them. None of them are Joe Biden. My lady the other day was like, how come he looks so different all the time? And I don't mean different, like aging regularly. He looks like different men all the time. 
<laughs> it is because he's got a new stand-in or a new clone each time he goes on TV. You know, they got to they can only put his clone out in front of the TV for so long and then it's got to rest. They got to recharge it. They'll either put in a different clone or, you know, his stand in, or we also have that actor from, uh, from a British actor who looks a dead ringer for the guy. That Ron Rogers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's another guy though. I think his last name is Montgomery or something, but uh, yeah, he's got a bunch, man. He's got a bunch. So back on to, uh, and uh, Catalyst is going to butcher his name, Sergio Monet. Sir, Sergei Monast. Sergei Monast had a partner, and a lot of people don't realize that he had a partner that was working with him uh, who was not as vocal as he was, obviously, but he wasn't figuring all this out on his own. He's just the person that came out and was talking about it and speaking on about it. But I find it very interesting that after he mysteriously died, I believe it was a week later, his partner also mysteriously died. Were you aware of that? I was not aware of that, my brother. Yeah. So that is very interesting too. So very, very interesting things that if we know in this truth or community that if you are getting over the target, what happens to you? Exactly. They, yeah. You, you become a part of the Clinton hit team. So, or the hit list. So it's very, uh, it's very telling when somebody in the truther community mysteriously uh, expires, I would say. So you're saying that he came out and it was a blessing because he let us know what was going on. However, it was kind of like the Super Bowl thing where they leaked the uh, score a little too soon, so they had to adjust it. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. And it's nothing for them to, to adjust a plan here and there. I mean... When, when you're talking about the architects of chaos, the architects of the Hegelian dialectic, it doesn't matter if, if you know, a part of their plan uh, gets exposed because that's also a part of the karmic ritual where they believe that if they tell us and give us little bits and pieces and little visualizations of their goals, of their plans, of the agenda, that they can't suffer the karma for it because they gave us the opportunity to see what they're trying to do. And so I think all that ties in, man. Um, it's it it goes so deep, Kat. And when you the deeper you go, um, the more you learn or the more you accept that this is truly a battle of good versus evil. And right now, at this time in humanity's history, we're in a hybrid warfare. We're like in a fifth, sixth generation warfare where it's literally over the the uh, spirituality of someone, the the um, ideology um, uh, you know, the mind, the, the essence of the mind of a person and therefore the soul of a person, that's what's at stake right now. And that's what they're battling over all over the world. Um, like, like my buddy, big country says, and the boys over on the Nebuchadnezzar, man, what a fucking time to be alive, bro. What a time to be alive. Shout out to whiskey, beer and conspiracies. The hooligans are one of the dopest podcasts in the game. If you guys don't know about them, go check them out. Uh, So when we did our show initially about project blue beam and we did it really, you, you did it incredible work, brother. To this day, still you have come on with that episode was the most intense research that anybody's ever come on white rabbit with. It was incredible. However, 
Mm-hmm. When, when we did that episode, put it out as amazing as it was, and in the depth that you went, I was still thinking twenty mm, percent chance this is going to happen. Maybe, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that we're at a? I mean, how did you feel after we put that out? Were you the kind of the same? Like it's possible, but I don't think it's going to happen. That's how I was. It's possible, but I don't think we're going to see it. Now I'm like kind of fifty-fifty. We might be there. Oh, for, for sure. For sure. When we put out that episode leading leading up to that episode, I had already started to, again, put together seemingly unrelated uh, events that reminded me of Bill Cooper's uh, expose in Behold a Pale Horse in the chapter Secret Weapons for Quiet Wars. And so uh, the the um, time that we decided to put out that episode was perfect because it was already tying together um a lot of research that I was doing for questions that I wanted to know about fucking the origins of holography and, and, you know, the, the advancement in being able to convince people that what they're seeing is actually real when in fact it isn't, you know, it's, it's generated images. And so, um, I was excited to see how, uh, the audience of the white rabbit, um, would, uh, uh take to that report and um bro come to find out you know when i posted it i think i got over 4500 uh views in a short amount of time and then i got messages from you saying hey listen man this this report um and the the episode that we put out is taking off so that right there um just tells me that a you have people in in different levels of their research onto project bluebeam and what we were able to do was either fill in the gaps or give someone a launching pad to go and delve into the research a bit more. And um, you said that you went into it like a like twenty percent, thinking something like that could happen. Yes. Yeah. Listen for for at least a better part of fifteen years, I'm almost one hundred percent sure a Project Blue Beam like event is on the horizon. Um, simply because of the amount of research that these guys have put in, uh, sir. Uh, uh, just all the truthers out there, man, that, that, that really um, dug into the origins of project Bluebeam. Um, and I think right now that, uh, that we may be seeing the events that lead up to that. I mean, all the earthquakes and shit that we're having are all in uh, historically significant places. I mean, the area in Turkey that was just hit by that devastating um, earthquake was uh, in ancient times, Antioch. And so, you know, that's that's a, a biblical place. You know, it's it's tied to significant history and, um, you know, other earthquakes and mudslides and fires that we're having as well. So uh, I think we're there, man. I think we're there 75 percent at least. OK, OK. So but be going into the show, you had you had more than 20 percent like. I, oh, I, for sure, brother. Okay. So going into the show, I'd say I was at about 10%. But then after we did the show, I was like 20, 25%. I'm like this, it's 100% possible, uh, 100% plausible, but mm-hmm. 20, 25% that they were actually going to implement it. Um, uh, side note right here is, uh, so I don't say my daughter's name. I don't post pictures of her. Uh, I did post one, however, on my story, whatever. Um, brother, there is a, a hit your settings thing right here and i'm curious if you could just blur your background just for protection reasons man because believe it or not as small as white rabbit is man there's still threats so just for protection 
Bingo. Awesome. Love it. Um, yeah, sorry to get sidetracked on there, man, but I'm just looking out for you and your family. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you. I, I know the little ones running around there trying to get seen. <laughs> yeah, uh, we got some evil, evil people out here, man, that I just uh, don't, you know, we got to protect the kids. I mean, I think that's how me and you met to begin with is because we were both on that mission, still on that mission to still, every day, children, you know. So um, it's very interesting that, that uh, you know, we we're seeing these things being shot down. It looks like it could be something that they're going to try to implement. Uh, but you were talking about the spiritual warfare and maybe maybe I think we should we should speak on that a little bit, because I think that it, it all ties in together. Every Red Pill mm-hmm. Avenue, it ties in with the spiritual battle mm-hmm. that we're going that we're going through right now. And it seems like they're, they're coming, uh, on all sorts of fronts right now. So with the spiritual battle, we have straight blasphemy. We have, uh, uh, the, the football player, uh, Jamal Hamlin, uh, who Lamar, Lamar. whatever he's dead, whatever the guy that died on the fucking football field. Um, yeah. and then we had the entire country, all the Christians across the country were praying mm-hmm. in unity for this guy and he decides to come out on super on super bowl sunday wearing a blasphemous jacket uh just totally with christ i just found out tonight that that's actually a kanye west logo because i thought it was um i thought it was that guy that had the uh, travis scott i thought it was a travis scott logo but apparently it originated from kanye west and then travis scott also uses it uh that's what i just found out i believe legit that told me that tonight um so so i gotta look into that because i was on um i was scrolling on uh telegram this past weekend and um i saw that that design or they were attributing that particular design to uh, some kind of asian designer that's known for making those kind of blasphemous images i didn't know it was connected to kanye or travis scott at all yeah, so Travis Scott has it. Uh, he he represents that logo quite a bit. And then I was like, well, obviously this guy is because we saw him throwing up the Illuminati logo or his clone was throwing up the Illuminati logo when they supposedly mm-hmm. showed him for the first time, which was yeah. a joke in itself because they didn't even show yeah. his face, right? Like if you're that worried about a virus that you're wearing a mask inside of mm-hmm. your box seats, if you're that worried, wouldn't you put a mask on the children that were in those box seats too? You know what I mean? And then get this while he was supposedly in the hospital bed in critical condition, the guy starts four fucking patents in the hospital. <laughs> yeah. yeah, He started four and got him approved like within the first two days. What the, <laughs> Oh man, I'm telling you, we, you, we, we are watching a movie. So we have Sam Smith the week before the Super Bowl and his whole satanic ritual performance that was put on the Grammys. And then we have Rihanna with her satanic ritual that was put on the Grammys. And I find it funny that uh, we're seeing after the fact that she's throwing up the Illuminati logo uh, at the end of her performance. And they didn't bother to air that because they knew we would catch on to it. Not like it wasn't uh, totally in our face. As soon as it started, man, as soon as it started, I was pointing out stuff left and right. I was just of like, course. Oh wow, we're going big this year. <laughs> because we know that symbolism will be their downfall. And the symbolism by this time, we can point it out. We can fucking do it with our eyes closed. They can't hide it. And they are unwilling to hide it anymore because they've together reached such a level of arrogance 
You know, be, because of the levels of corruption we have in this two-tier justice system in America, unfortunately, they know that they've leveraged their influence, they've leveraged their power, they've they've leveraged their asses to uh, to be able to get away with with the shit that they do. And I'm telling you, if if there's anyone who's new to the White Rabbit podcast, if there's anyone that's new to this whole uh, critical thinking and this whole idea of doing your own research and learning for yourself, and you haven't yet touched the cue boards, I need for you to do that. Take a second, take some time and do yourself a favor, right? Even if you're somebody who doesn't lend any, any uh, credibility to the cue boards, I'm going to tell you right now, you will be surprised at the level and the amount of relevant information and comms that will explain to you exactly what has gone on, what is going on, and what is yet to go on. I'm fucking telling you right now. All truth, I kid you not. Go for it. All right. Let's have a discussion here, brother. I jumped off the Q train. Uh, you got off the you got off the boards? I got well no, Dan, I of course not. But Q's been dark for I'll tell you right now how, no. So yeah, no, I'm still on the boards. Uh, he's been dark for a while though. It's been eight, eight or nine days, I think. Um, mm-hmm. maybe longer. My whole issue is I don't trust Donald Trump anymore. And, uh, the research that, uh, Amy says, what the fuck has done on Donald Trump first, uh, at, when I first heard it, it pissed me off and mm-hmm. I invited her on to debate me. Uh, I was not big enough for her to even give me a second look to come on and debate. Uh, but she started getting so much backlash after that, that she actually just went uh, off the radar for a while. Oh, and no then recently resubmerged um, on one of my friend's podcasts under a different name. It was like Amy speaks truth or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it wasn't even long. She started getting death threats and stuff again, but mm-hmm. it, that, that's totally besides the point. So she kind of opened my eyes that maybe Donald Trump isn't who we thought he was. Maybe he's actually just somebody that's playing a role. And, uh, okay. You still give credence to the, to the drops, which I totally 110% agree with you because there is proofs there left and right. The comms keep happening. I just had on, uh, uh, Bro, I'm sorry. I, I just had on Anthony Graf. Graf, yes. I just had on Graf. Graf, sorry, I just fucking had to think of your name. Forever. <laughs> uh, but you know, when uh, when I first started uh, getting on Instagram after I was uh, in the queue and on the boards and stuff, and I get on Instagram and I'm like, oh shit, there's a community of there's a bunch of us on here, and he was one of the first persons that I seen. And he's still on board. I just had him on and he was like, I'm still fully cute-hearted. And I was like, oh, why? You know, like, uh, because I feel like uh, if the face of your organization is a piece of shit, then you shouldn't be uh, dealing with that organization, right? Like, if you're, uh, I don't even know what fucking team LeBron James plays for, but uh, I'm not going to be a fan of that team if the uh, person that their biggest superstar is an Illuminati fucking member, right? Mm-hmm. Uh I have, I have my issues with Trump. Therefore, I have my issues with Q. However, I do feel that Q was very real. It 
It red-pilled a lot of people. It brought all of us together. You and I wouldn't be having this conversation if it wasn't for Q. I wouldn't have this podcast if it wasn't for Q. It gave it gave all of us a sense of community. It gave us uh, a sense of we're not alone. There's a bunch of us out there that feel the same way. And, and it gave us proofs. Um, I feel like Q did its job. And we're on to the next. I feel like there's a different phase and it's not Q anymore. It's called devolution. And I think that that's where we are. Um, I'm not, I don't wear my Q shit anymore. I, I mean, every once in a while I'll throw on my Q hat, but it's, it, I just, I don't put all my eggs in the Q basket anymore. Um, it's just hard, man. Cause I, how do you feel about Donald Trump? Because I feel like uh, every good movie needs good actors, right? Just like mm-hmm. Q said. And he could very well just be an actor. I mean, we know his kids went to Jesuit schools. We know that he rubs elbows with the highest of the high. Uh, he didn't. He didn't get where he is. Right, Mason. Exactly. He didn't get to where he is without playing the game. So is he just that? Is he playing the game and fooling all of us, just like Kanye West is doing right now? Mm. So that's a great question, my brother. And I, I believe that we had a pretty decent discussion about this early on um, in one of the earlier episodes with the White Rabbit and, and Tank from uh, Whiskey and Beer. But um, so I was a lifelong resident of uh, New Jersey. Uh, so Donald Trump, you know, was a household name growing up. You know, I had family who worked in the uh, hotel system and were familiar with Donald Trump activities on a daily basis from the 80s and the 90s. So, I mean, talking about him wasn't a big deal as I became older. And in 2016, he announced his presidency. To be honest with you, I thought it was a fucking joke. And I didn't I didn't lend it any, you know, any credibility at all until um, I saw the debate that was actually highlighted by Dave Chappelle in one of his recent specials where, uh, you know, Hillary Clinton tells him, listen, um, you've evaded taxes. You, you use the tax system and, and use it to your benefit. And uh, he says, I'm not going to, I'm not going to deny it. I know that that system is crooked because I use it, but those same people who donate to you use it as well. And so, you know, they, um, at that point I, I began to at the very least listen to him as someone who may have some kind of credibility, but I never attached this, uh, fierce loyalty that I saw a lot of people, um, attached to him. I mean, it was almost, uh, you, you can say on some level, it was a little bit crazed, Kat. Um, you know, you, you could not say 45's name in any light other than a light of absolute superiority. I'm coming to save the world. Otherwise you're looking to get those death threats that, uh, Amy says what, uh, unfortunately received, but, um, that wasn't me, bro. I didn't, I didn't attach that type of, uh, of, of loyalty to him. I wanted to know what the policies were. And uh, of course, with with the way I grew up, okay, uh, with what I saw growing up, um, with the uh, attachment to duty and and sense of responsibility I have as a father to my kids, the policies that stuck out to me immediately were all the policies geared towards fighting human trafficking um, and helping to. Um, uh, rehabilitate survivors of human trafficking, of sexual trafficking, of, of, you know, all these insane sex crimes that are just ballooning all around the world. When I started to see his policies on that, I went from now listening to actively watching. 
and and waiting for his next move. Okay, and then somewhere along the line, that's when uh, I was introduced um, to the cue boards. And the cue boards again for me was highly influential because of the information it put out there and exposed or pointed me towards about human trafficking and about the level of um, human trafficking that exists in the world today. So I immediately went beyond Trump and his role. If his role was simply to point me in the direction of a cache of information that would show me just how fucked up of, of a time we're living in right now, then that's fine with me. Um, then, then he played his role perfectly because then I was able to take off. You know who is more significant in the whole um, in the whole personal awakening of myself more than than Donald Trump? Cat Jesus. <laughs> well said. Well said. You know who falls somewhere under Jesus? <laughs> Vanessa Guillen, bro. Vanessa Guillen. And, and her family story and how Vanessa Guillen was a victim of that same disgusting, horrible human trafficking, sexual assault uh, culture that that, you know, is festering in this world, man. And um, so by attaching myself to the story of Vanessa Guillen and figuring out how I can uh, spread awareness of not only her story, but of the story of many, many other uh military servicemen and women who have been senselessly brutalized um, sexually and, and some haven't survived. Once I knew that that was my mission, it went beyond any role or any influence that, that Donald Trump could have over me and went immediately into what can I do? Where, where can I go? What can I do? How can I raise awareness? Where is my hill? And, and what is the line that, that I will not have uh, the influences of this perverse world cross. And um, again, my brother, uh, if that's the role that that 45 was supposed to play in my life, then the fucking guy played it well. I got to give it to him. Yeah, man. When he said that my administration is 100% dedicated to eradicating sex trafficking and human trafficking from the face of the planet, I was like, okay, I, I'm on board. You got me. We're good. Like, cause that was my whole thing, man, was save the children. So yeah. <clears throat> it still is. That's that number. Number one is save the children, because if we don't have a future generation to carry on uh, as any type of legacy, then uh, there is nothing. And that is their whole thing is they're trying to corrupt our kids. Uh, they're trying to genderless them. They're trying to confuse them with the, not only their sexuality, but they're trying to turn them against their parents. Uh, you know, they have these schools that are they're, they're letting them dress up like uh, the opposite sex and, you know, keeping the secret from the parents. We have these uh, we have these schools that are that are taking the, these kids and having like um counseling sessions with them and and basically convincing these kids that they're in the wrong skin and it's a being a child is a confusing time anyway being a human being is confusing as fuck we don't need people out there telling our kids that they're in the wrong skin you know like it does mm -hmm. so um yeah, sorry, I just went off on a rant right there because it pisses me no, off, man. It needs to be these said. Kids, these kids are fucking defenseless, man. They're they're defenseless. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it's like and that's like why they're the target. It's like walking up to a puppy that didn't do anything wrong and can't defending itself and kicking it. Like you, you need to. There's a special place in hell for people like that. And if you're trying to convince these kids into taking these hormones that make make 
them have to have medical issues for the rest of their life and mm-hmm. cut off anat- parts of their anatomy so that they can feel normal. Like what normal, how is that normal? I, none of this is normal and they're normalizing it. And it's, it's absolutely fucking disgusting. And the mm-hmm. fact that she came out and was exposing this, exposing the sex trafficking rings, we wouldn't even, like, we would, but a lot of these people wouldn't even realize these sex trafficking rings existed mm-hmm. if it wasn't for mm-hmm. Q. So yeah, man, they definitely did. It, it was a good thing. It was a good psyop in my opinion. Everything is a psyop. So when I say it was a psyop, even the people that are still on board with Q get mad, but it, it, it was a psyop and a psyops are run within psyops. And, um, uh, some psyops have, have good meaning behind them. And maybe this is one of those that had good meaning behind it. But like I said, I think it's run its course and I think we're on to devolution now. Definitely on to, to bigger things. I mean, we are looking at, uh, a, a revelation period where things that were not meant for the general public to be aware of are now becoming common knowledge. And in those revelations, the architects of those secrets lose power and lose influence. And I think in that desperate time, in in that, you know, uh, time of fear, I would imagine going through the minds of the globalist elite, they're literally trying to throw everything at us, you know, maybe. And, and just saying that, I, I entertain the idea. What if Project Bluebeam is projecting? Remember, remember when I said that we were in like a fifth and sixth generation mind warfare? Oh what shit! If, this is a Project Bluebeam episode. My bad. <laughs> what if What if Project Bluebeam cat pivoted to now projecting messages and crises directly in to the brain, directly into the mind, directly into the cortex? And having people literally angry, confused, and running around from one foot to, to another on these projected crises um, that are getting fucking beamed right into your brain. I mean, you know, that is not beyond the realm of speculation as well. I don't think it's it's not only is it not in the realm of speculation, but I think it's it's right on point with what they plan on doing. There, there's like 100% chance that that's what they want to do whether they're going to be able to or not it's it's highly possible i mean they had the technology that they have is so far superior to what, oh, what yeah. we think they do i mean they had a heart attack gun in the 50s yep yeah that's- absolutely right absolutely right and testified in a, con- a congressional hearing that once that dart hits you whatever causes the heart attack is untraceable, undetectable. And like you said, this was done in the fifties. We are vastly beyond those capabilities at this point. I'm sure. Yeah. And we got, uh, you know, I don't know how much water Elon's Neuralink holds as far as is, is it going to actually become a reality? But if it does, that's the perfect vessel for them to be able to speak directly into you. 110%. And if I'm not mistaken, that's marketed as one of the pros of this like now you have you have Neuralink monitoring your health and literally telling you in as a, like a thought. Listen, it's time to go see a doctor. He's he's marketing this as a as a plus of having the Neuralink. And listen, wasn't it what uh, two months ago where he said give them six months and they'll have the first Neuralink implanted into a human being? So we probably already have had it implanted into human beings. I mean. We know that these people have access to people that nobody know about. We know we were just talking about um, uh, 
human trafficking and stuff. They they have people to test this stuff on that are not going to nobody's going to find out. Absolutely, cat. And and look, without skipping past what you just said, that brings us back to the revelations of of what we're finding out. Human experimentation, massive human experimentation. I don't think that that um, enough of us are giving enough weight to the fact that we have a United States, a sitting United States president whose son was in business with pharmaceutical companies that were doing genetic modification in a place that we have now created a proxy war with another sovereign nation, and in doing so, may have indirectly initiated a declaration of war against that nation by blowing up their pipeline for invading the place that we're conducting these human experimentations on. I mean, the the underneath that steel mill in Avastatol that they were um, unable to get Ukrainian militants out of it was Pit 404. And according to uh, reports by journalists in Europe, Pit 404 was where they would conduct these disturbing, for lack of a better term, experiments in Ukraine being funded by American taxpayers, my brother. You know, Ukrainian government kickbacks with the United States government. I mean, and it, it, it mind boggles me how people believe that this is just something that happened out of the blue when just five years ago we were publishing uh, hard-hitting um, investigative pieces on Montenegro and the corruption in the Balkans, which is that area of the world, that entire area is the Balkan area. And the corruption there has been uh, notable and documented for a long time now. And suddenly we're fucking sending billions of dollars over there. It's Ukraine is, is a, uh, a giant washing machine. Oh, absolutely. Uh, do you hold any credence to the fact that uh, Nazis uh, are over there in control? N- Nazis, Nazis were enveloped into the Ukrainian government after the U.S. installed an overthrown government back in, what, 2014 during the Barack era? Barack did that, yeah. So it, it's, it's a fact that the neo-Nazis are... In, not infiltrated, but they've been strategically placed throughout. 110%. The Azov Battalion was absorbed into the new uh, corrupt government's uh, military. And so they've been committing atrocities. Um, they've been committing atrocities uh, for a long time. Um, the bombings that they were doing for over 10 years on the uh, uh, people in Luhansk and Donetsk, I mean, bro, Tens of thousands of of men, women, and children maimed simply because they refused to be a part of Ukraine. They consider themselves ethnic Russians, even though they lived in that part of the world. I mean, let's face it. History itself will tell you Ukraine was once part of Russia. So, I mean, let's let's cut the shit here. You know what I mean? Yeah, and a lot of those people, they they don't uh, take too kindly to being absorbed by the Ukraine either. They still, like you said, they still consider themselves Russian. They don't want, they don't want to be under the Ukrainian government control. That, that's not, and that's what, that's what Putin is doing. He's out there. He's eradicating his people. They're saying that we, uh, that we freed them and, and we installed a democracy, uh, demo, a democratic government and blah, blah, blah. But in reality, what they did was they just stole the land and they gave it to who was going to help them in the long run. And 
launder their money, keep all their government corruption, be able to have these bio labs out there where they can test these viruses and whatever else it is that they want to test and mm-hmm. fly under the fucking radar. Now we got mm-hmm. Biden out there saying that he just signed a fucking bill so that a percentage of our taxes are going to pay for these motherfuckers in office in Ukraine for their uh, for their. Uh, retirement funds. Fuck you, Biden. I don't even have a retirement fund right now. And I live in the United States. I'm freaking out because I don't know if I'm going to have a roof over my head a month from now. And you're sending money over to these fucking corrupt Nazis. Absolutely. And, and get this, Ohio just suffered a Chernobyl tier disaster and they were denied help by the federal government. So Joe Biden denies, denies help to our own countrymen but forces us to send billions of dollars to help these fucking neo-Nazis in Ukraine. It, I mean, my brother, we are being attacked by our own government. This is a rogue government. This is the epitome of a rogue government, what we're seeing here. They're pillaging the treasury and they're doing it because they know that after this, the Democratic Party is gone and done, never to be seen again. Do you think that we do have two acting presidents right now? I mean, it is very curious. Joe Biden still is yet to do anything from the actual Oval Office. It's always on a sound stage. Um, you know, like we were just talking about the call signs with your uh, buddy Monkey Works. Uh, there was never an Air Force One call sign for like the first two months that he was supposedly in office. And mm-hmm. You know, obviously, we just brought up that we don't even see the same Biden each time he's in front of a TV. It's a different person uh, mm-hmm. each time we see him. And he was saying, you know, shadow government and uh, two presidents. Um, what do you think? You, you think that we're seeing that? Like, do you think that there's two actual working bodies of the United States government right now? There's the corrupt deep state that is in the spotlight and the public eye. And they actually do have some pull because we're seeing shit right our gas is a, everything is just fucked right the united states is a complete dumpster fire right now and it's only getting worse um so so one so one um one interesting perspective that i heard from a commentator on uh, the war room um with uh raheem kassam and he said that what we're seeing now within a, the country are different factions of the same government at war with each other. And they're trying to one up each other. And it's almost like a quid pro quo. And uh, we're literally seeing a war um, within different factions of the government. So if if uh, Rattletrap1776 on Telegram is as correct as he claims to be, and let me tell you, his evidence is compelling, then um, all we have to do is... Uh, Check out the Law of War manual, and that will give us even more credible insight and maybe even change perspective on whether or not we currently have right now uh, two factions of government, the former administration and the current administration, uh, truly, truly battling out behind the scenes. Um, And that would mean that there was no transition of power, that Donald Trump never conceded. Uh, officially, and therefore he is still the president of the United States. The acting uh, president, uh, Beijing Biden or, or Joe Bryden or Brandon, as we like to call his dumbass, um, may just be going through the motions. Uh, again, his handlers may not have conceded their power. And so what we're watching is a big movie, Wag the Dog style. Um, Simone with Al Pacino. You remember that one? 
I have not seen that movie. And it's funny because Big Country had brought that movie up before. And I've, I've tried to watch. I, is it on anything that you can watch for free? Because my broke ass can't afford to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brother. You know what? Um, I think you can find it on on uh, Tubi app. Oh, a Tubi? Awesome. Yeah. I, I can yeah. deal with commercials. I'll do, I, I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know the you know the thing. <laughs> you know, true and international depression. <laughs> you know, if I was, I wish I was a stand-up comedian though, because if I was a stand-up comedian, we have the best president ever. I mean, we went from Trump. If you're a stand-up comedian, you have all kinds of material on him just because of that, and now we go like to the absolute worst worst of the worst you know like i would just be having a field day if i was a stand-up oh man absolutely listen this guy is just a gaff machine he is a gaff generator especially at this point i mean you you have so much fuel for good content it would be sold out crowds all across the country (laughs) so uh you know, I'm not, I don't like to brag about being friends with anybody in Hollywood, uh, at all, but I do, I have some friends that are involved in Hollywood and, uh, this doctor who is pretty well known, he, he called me and, uh, he, he was like, you're going to talk shit about uh, white rabbit or on white rabbit about Joe Biden. Right. And I said, yeah, he said, will you play this clip for me? And I said, okay, so here it is from Dr. Phil to Joe Biden. All right likes you everybody hates you you would do better off dead just go kill yourself you're ugly you're disgusting i'm gonna kill you give me two hundred dollars message received (laughs) play the clip (laughs) that was it (laughs) oh oh (laughs) dumb stupid crazy dangerous stinks Hey everyone, I'm Joe Biden's husband. <laughs> epic, brother, epic, epic, epic. Oh man, remember on Christmas Eve? What was it, Christmas Eve? When when you got the guy call in and had him say, "Let's go, Brandon." I agree. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh, so man. Yeah, like, it, yeah. Fuck myself. I agree. <laughs> oh, man. Who falls up the stairs multiple times, man? That's yeah, that, that's a special kind of stupid. That's a that's, that's a, a that's a special kind of you, you got to earn that kind of stupid. That takes years of practice. <clears throat> well, brother, um, I'm going I'm to have a, a short one because I did. I did another show earlier today. Um you know, this was going to be a touch up on Project Bluebeam, but when you and I get mm-hmm. talking, it's just going to be whatever it is. I love talking to you, brother. You're, you're such Absolutely. a patient. And not only that, you're just fun to talk to. So, And likewise, my brother, I, I always appreciate coming on the show. I appreciate you for having me. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so I started a new segment of White Rabbit. Uh, the first one will be airing tomorrow called Conspiracy Locker Room. So once a week, I'm going to get on four gentlemen to join me and we're just going to talk about whatever. So I would love for you to join us sometime, maybe even next week. I'll meet you at the locker room, brother. Send me the link. Sounds great, brother. So, uh, anything happening with tank, uh, where can I direct it? Other than, uh, your Instagram that's been scrolling across the bottom of the screen, where can people go find what you're doing? If there is somewhere else. 
Yes, sir. Thank you very much. So uh, anyone listening or everyone listening, rather, uh, you guys can catch me, uh, as Kat said, on Instagram, Rodriguez61285. You can also catch me on uncontaminated underscore truth 17. That's also on Instagram. If you want to catch some of my uh, writings, we'll find you over at Whiskey Beer and Conspiracies on their Rockfin channel. And you can check a couple of articles I have there. Otherwise, I'll see you on Substack at Noel Rodriguez substack.com i highly highly recommend going checking out the substack because this this gentleman right here that is on the white rabbit right now is got to be one of the best freaking researchers that i know personally so uh, i every time that you're wanting to come on white rabbit you, you have an open floor here anytime there's something that you need to get off your chest breaking news whatever hit me up we'll set it up i'll get you on the very next day bro. Sounds perfect, my brother. Thank you very much. God bless you. Absolutely, brother. Well, I'm going to end this show with another one from my boy, Hi-Rez. And this one, man, I got to give this guy credit. He is one of the best trolling rappers out there. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Catalyst Jones from White Rabbit. You know where the fuck to find me because you're listening to this. Keep digging down those rabbit holes. Kick the fathers out the house and the mothers back to work. Let the school system parent your children right from the birth. Make them ill, feed them pills. Confuse them about what's real. Tell them facts don't really matter. It's all about how you feel. Science and math are racist. History lets erase it. Indoctrinate a whole generation, you can't escape it It's bigger than American politics, you're an accomplice White people, racist and bigots, and you're a colonist If you want freedom, we'll encourage to do the opposite It's toxic masculinity, if a man is too confident Excuse me, what's a woman? Well, I am not a biologist Common sense is really not common when you're a communist Parents that care about their kids, let's call them terrorists It's cool to be a feminist and an environmentalist And if you love the country, that makes you a white supremacist Don't even try defending it, cause what you say's irrelevant Put your hands up, everybody stand up The whole world going mad, bruh